This is Roger Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, sponsored by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Presented by Penske Truck Rental. Alex Pillow is the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion, and he did it in style. He wrapped up his second championship by winning the September 3rd BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland at Portland International Raceway. The Chip Ganassi racing driver started fifth, but once in the lead, the driver from Spain who won the 2021 IndyCar Championship led 69 laps in the 110-lap race to score his series-high fifth win of the season. Pelot becomes the first IndyCar driver to wrap up the championship before the final race of the season since Sebastian Bourdais won the 2007 Champ Car Series Championship with one race remaining. Pelot defeated Felix Rosenquist of Aero McLaren by 5.4353 seconds. Chip Ganassi racing driver and six-time IndyCar champion Scott Dixon was third and was the last driver eliminated from championship contention. In this special championship edition of Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental, we have exclusive interviews with Pelot and the key members of Chip Ganassi Racing. And now, let's crown the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion with this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview with Alex Pillow. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, we can finally call him the champion. It's Alex Pillow, driver of the number 10 American Legion Honda at Chip Ganassi Racing. You wrapped up the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series Championship with an exclamation point by winning the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland. There's got to be no better way to clinch a championship than with a race victory. Absolutely not. I mean, um, I wanted to do that. Um, I thought we had an amazing mid-season, um, and I just wanted to continue the form, honestly. I wanted to show uh, what we're capable and the amazing year that we're having. Um, I didn't really think it was uh, going to be easy and it was not easy. It was actually really, really hard, but uh, super happy to uh, to finish um, at Portland and to clinch the championship uh, with a win. So, yeah, we, we can do some more stuff uh, in Laguna next week. You say it wasn't easy, but in a lot of ways from the outside, it looked easy because you led the most laps and it just seemed like once you were in the lead, that was it. Yeah, uh, it looks like that. But man, there was a lot of uh, fuel and tire management, especially. There was quite a lot of tire management. Um, we struggled quite a lot on the reds. We lost like a six, seven second lead. And we were a bit on a, of a 
weird scenario there because uh, Scott was going to pass us and we just had to pit it a bit earlier than we thought. Um, but anyway, everything worked perfectly and we were able to, to win it and bring it home. You become a two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion. You also won the title with Chip Ganassi Racing in 2021. This year was a dominant season. You are now the winningest driver of the season with five victories, counting today's victory. How important was that to get the most wins of the season? That's amazing. It's super hard, man. It's hard to get wins in IndyCar. I just cannot believe that we got five uh, this year, but it's... It's amazing. Um, I know we've been really um, consistent throughout all year, but I didn't want to win a championship like 2021 on only consistency. I want to show that we were capable of winning races, not only one or two, but uh, five. It's a phenomenal uh, number. Everybody kept waiting for Alex Pelot to have the one bad race of the season. It seems to happen to every driver in the NTT IndyCar Series, but so far you've had two eighth-place finishes. You have finished every race this season in the top ten, which is almost unheard of in IndyCar. How do you explain the remarkable consistency for you this season? It's hard, honestly. It's super hard, and um, I cannot thank the team enough. Um, they did, uh, when whenever we were not in a position to finish uh, top 10 uh, on pace they, they were able to give it to me on pit stops and strategies and uh, different stuff so um, yeah it's been an amazing year and I hope that uh, we can continue the form next year. Chip Ganassi Racing has had three cars in the top 10 of every IndyCar race this season so it really shows that with his Chip Ganassi Racing's 15th IndyCar National Championship why they are the best in the series. Absolutely I mean it's, it's crazy um, it's hard to get one car in the top 10 now uh, nowadays in IndyCar, but uh, to get two and three, it's just crazy. Yeah, I didn't actually know that um, it was uh, all season that we had three cars in the top 10. The only other driver that had a chance at the championship in this race was your teammate, six-time IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon. What's it like to be able to go into battle against one of the greatest IndyCar drivers of all time and come out on top. Scary. <laughs> it's uh, it's scary because uh, you know that he's never going to lift. Uh, he told me, he told everybody, and I knew that. Um, so it's one of the best, or if not the best, uh, IndyCar race drivers that uh, we saw. So it's amazing to share teams with him. And when you think about how the season went when you had the four victories out of five races that began in May... The only race you didn't win in that stretch was the 107th Indianapolis 500, but to be able to have those three victories in a row, at that point, there was really nobody that could get close to you. How important was that stretch of the season? It was really important, and it was uh, really good. Gave us the boost, gave us the confidence, gave us a lot of points, honestly, that um, we were just able to, to maintain throughout uh, all season uh, until now. So, yeah, just insane that we were able to get those four wins in five races you had a different voice in your ear this race with michael garris stepping in to help out with barry wanzer being sidelined for the final two races it seemed like the two of you meshed immediately how well did the communication go between you and michael garra yeah it was uh, extra easy i would say just because he's been part of the team the first two years two years i was uh, with ganassi uh, never worked with him directly but i work with him indirectly a lot. So we prepared a lot. We had a big discussion last week, also with Barry, with Mike, and we prepared everything that we needed from him. 
You also made an announcement today that not only did you win the race, win the championship, but you're going to become a father. So congratulations on that. When is the baby due? End of November. So it's coming really quick. Catch up on sleep now because yes, you're going to need it I know, afterwards. I know. I'll try. I'll do my best. The other thing is after the race, your team owner, Chip Ganassi, confirmed that you're going to be back next year. I know you've been kind of keeping us in a little bit of cloak and dagger there for a little bit. But when the team owner makes the announcement, I guess that means it's going to happen. So when you look at what it's going to be like to continue this level of excellence with this team into the future. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, honestly. There's uh, a lot of work behind. It's really, really tough. And uh, we struggled a little bit last year, honestly. Um, So we just because we won this year doesn't mean that uh, we will be able to keep the form. We we will need to work really hard to try and uh, maintain what we did this year. And in our last two questions with 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Palou, you can go into the Monterey race now, the last race of the season, and, I mean, the pressure's off. You just go out there and try to win the race. Absolutely. That's what we're going to try and do. We have a test day as well, so we will start preparing our uh, 24 season, trying some uh, crazy stuff that we have in mind uh, and get the most of it because, um, yeah, I think it can be very beneficial to, to try and get ahead of the work. And earlier in your career, we put the nickname Mr. Chicken on you because you love to eat chicken after a victory. I guess now we can call you Mr. Champion. How does that title sound? I love it. Thank you so much. Alex Plo, 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion. Congratulations on your second career IndyCar championship. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. Congratulations to Chip Ganassi Racing as the team won its 15th IndyCar National Championship. The team is assured of sweeping the top two positions in the championship with Scott Dixon wrapping up that position with a third-place finish at Portland. It's the third time Chip Ganassi Racing has finished 1-2 in the championship. The others were Alex Zanardi over Jimmy Vassar in 1998 and Dario Franchitti over Dixon in 2009. The team has won three of the past four IndyCar championships and has won 10 championships since series unification in 2008. That's 10 of 16 seasons. In 2023, Chip Ganassi Racing had three cars in the top 10 in every single IndyCar race this season. Add that all up, and it's obvious why Pelot was the best in the series in 2023. Let's hear from the man himself, team owner Chip Ganassi, who joined me for this Pit Pass Indy interview after the race. Chip Ganassi, congratulations. At least now we know who the champion is of your two drivers. How do you feel to see Alex Pelot get his second championship? Obviously, it's a big day, Bruce. You know, it's... It's obviously a big day. It's uh, you know, it's a good thing for the team. It's a great thing for everybody on the team. They worked hard all season. They, you know, in the off season, and uh, couldn't be happier for the guys on the 10 car. Actually, the guys across the whole team. It's one big team. They worked hard at this business for us. They kept their focus, and you know, that's a, that's a sign of a true champion. A guy that almost has a lock on the championship, and he comes out and he wins the race. That, to me, is a big sign uh, of, of, a, of a true champion. 
And also to have Michael Garrett be able to step in like he did and deliver a flawless race from the timing stand. Yeah, no problem there. I mean, you know, we miss Barry Wanzer, but he'll be back, obviously, in, uh, in no time. And uh, we miss him here today, but we had him on FaceTime, and he was watching during the race from his computer. And... Uh, He's on the road to recovery, so we're fine. And 15 championships for Chip Ganassi Racing. you got to be extremely proud of that. Pretty proud of it, Bruce. You know, it's a, it's a testament. Everybody that's ever worked for this team has their fingerprints on these championships. And, uh, you know, going way back to when we got started, uh, you know, guys like Gary Rovazzini have been with us the whole time. I want to say hi to Gary. And, you know, guys, I'm, you know, the guys that we got started with, People like Wayne Westplate, Tom Anderson, Morris Nunn, all these people had huge impacts on our team over the years. And, of course, Scott Dixon at 43, he's still got it. He can still win championships. He took it all the way to the wire this year. No question. Took it all the way to the wire, and, uh, you know, he's going to do it again next year. Congratulations on another IndyCar championship, Chip Ganassi. Thank you, Bruce. Mike O'Gara is team manager at Chip Ganassi Racing, but filled in for fellow team manager Barry Wanzer on the timing stand for Alex Zanardi's championship winning team on the number 10 American Legion Honda. Wanzer had cancer surgery on August 30th and is being treated for what is considered a treatable form of cancer that was caught early. O'Gara was Marcus Erickson's team manager and race strategist when that driver won the 106th Indianapolis 500 in 2022. In his first race with Pelot, O'Gara saw his driver win the race and clinch the 2023 IndyCar Series Championship. Here is my exclusive interview with O'Gara just moments after Pelot took the checkered flag at Portland. Mike O'Gara for a substitute race strategist. You did a pretty good job. You got a victory and a championship all in one. Yeah, uh, yeah, super day for the for the ten car. Um, it just shows that uh, how strong this team is. Um, you know, we hate that Barry's not here. I'm happy to to fill in for him and and just bring this uh, help. You know, help the team bring the championship home. And the strategy of today's race. It seemed like once he got through the pit stop cycles, he won this race with ease. Yeah, I mean, we, we started there on blacks with the goal to go long and um, uh, and, and minimize our time on the reds, and um, and that worked. Uh, you know, he this, this kid is so good. He's a champion. Uh, there's a reason he's a two-time champion. You tell him how many laps these tires have to last, and he makes it happen. And, um, yeah, he um, I know he, he felt some pressure, but he sure didn't show it on the radio or in the cockpit today. We keep waiting for him to have that one bad race that happens to everybody this season, but his worst race has been an eighth-place finish. Right, yeah, I mean, uh, and that's what wins championships, you know, uh, finishing up front and, uh, and minimizing mistakes, and, and uh, Alex does that every week. And how proud are you to be the guy that stepped in for Barry Wanzer to deliver a championship? Well, I, I don't, uh, you know, Barry helped get this team here, and I, like I said, I'm just happy that uh, that we could uh, cover for him while he's away. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I really wish he could be here with us, but uh, he'll be at the uh, championship banquet. But how happy do you think he is right now? <laughs> I'm sure he's really happy. I sure hope he is. And anytime you get Chip Ganassi to come by and say great job and help celebrate a championship or an Indy 500 victory. That's got to be very special to anybody who works at Chip Ganassi Racing. Yeah, for sure. We we show up every day to win. You know, Chip likes winners. He's no uh, 
uh, uh, he's not shy about that and just happy to be able to do it for him. Mike O'Gara, team manager at Chip Ganassi Racing. Congratulations on winning the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland and for bringing home the championship with Alex Pillow. Thanks, Bruce. Six-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon entered the race 74 points behind teammate Alex Pillow and was the only other driver remaining in championship contention. Dixon finished third but was eliminated from the championship. I caught up with Dixon on pit lane after the race. A hard-fought end of the season, finishing second in the championship probably isn't quite what you wanted, but, I mean, Alex has had a hell of a year, so to see a teammate win the championship, what are your thoughts? Yeah, huge for the team. Um, obviously, a big congrats to them. Um, you know, you always want a little bit more, but considering the year that we had, which wasn't that great, you know, it was nice to, to clinch second place as well. Um, you know, to, to have the top two already going into the last race uh, for the team is, is pretty special, so... Huge congrats to them, congrats to Honda, and uh, yeah, it is what it is, and uh, it was a, definitely an interesting race. As far as Chip Ganassi racing, 15th title, yep. and it's also the third time in team history that Chip Ganassi Racing's finished 1-2 in the championship, so to be able to do that, first time since 2009. Yeah, obviously the goal was to try and get as many up front as possible, like, you know, it would have been nice to, to have 1-2-3, um, definitely in that situation. So I don't know if that's possible for Alex coming, uh, you know, f sorry for Marcus for, for Laguna, but um, yeah, all in all, pretty good, man. And now last race of the season to go, you've already wrapped up second. I guess now everybody can make it simple, just go out there and win the race. Yeah, you know, it's kind of how this weekend was, to be honest, for, for all of us, you know, it was just um, whether, you know, you, you, you know, you could go for the win, which is, uh, which is a nice situation to be in, and, and especially for both Alex and myself. Congratulations, Scott Dix. Thanks, man. Marcus Erickson was among the first of Alex Pillow's teammates to congratulate the champion in victory lane. Erickson and Pillow have been teammates for three seasons, but beginning in 2024, Erickson moves on to Andretti Autosport. Erickson joins me on this Pit Pass Indy exclusive interview to talk about Pillow's outstanding season and Erickson's outlook as he moves on to Andretti Autosport. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Marcus Erickson and Chip Ganassi Racing. You've only got one more race to go with the team, but I guess in a lot of ways you can help celebrate a little bit as Alex Pillow became the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion today at Portland. How do you feel about his achievement? Uh, super impressive, and I'm super happy for him. He's done a tremendous year and being the class of the field all the way through. So, yeah, hard to find a more deserving champion than, than Alex. So, yeah. Super happy for him. Also, uh, he won't be your teammate beginning next year, but what are some of the memories you'll take away with you from your time at Chip Ganassi Racing? No, I mean, we've been sharing a driver room for, what, three years now, two, yeah. three years, and, uh, you know, become good friends. So, uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. Obviously, I'm going to try gonna try and beat him, which will not be easy. But, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a tremendous tremendous driver, really nice uh, friend, and, uh a guy that does very little mistakes, and that's what makes him very special. He's good at everything, so uh, yeah, it's a well-deserved champion. 
And also Scott Dixon shows that he's still got it at 43, finishes second in the championship. He took it all the way down to the wire, and I'm sure you have a lot of great memories of your time with Scott Dixon. No, for sure. You know, he's a legend of the sport, and to have been teammate with him now for four years, it's been a... It's been an absolute pleasure, and I learned a lot from him. Uh, that's made me a better driver and, and better person as well, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been lucky to uh, to have such great teammates during my years in Chip Ganassi Racing. And next Sunday will be your final race with Chip Ganassi Racing, as you will close that chapter and move on to Andretti Autosport in 2024. But in a lot of ways, it's had to have been a great run for you with this team. Oh, I mean, it's been amazing. I'm so thankful for Chip and Mike and, and everyone and Chip Ganassi Racing for the opportunity. And, you know, we won the biggest race in the world once, almost back-to-back. Doesn't get much closer to back-to-back than that. And uh, a lot of other race wins and then good races. So, yeah, a lot of good memories. And like I said, I'm just very thankful for that opportunity. And beginning next season at St. Petersburg, the goal will be, as a member of Andretti Autosport, to beat Chip Ganassi Racing. Yeah, exactly. That will be, be a challenge. Uh, yeah, no, I'm ready for it. You know, I'm ready for the new opportunity. I think, you know, uh, Andretti Autosport is a team that's really pushing hard to improve and then want to take a big step uh, the next couple of years. And it's going to be fun to be part of that sort of journey that we have ahead of us. And hopefully I can bring a lot of experience and uh, and, and skills from, from, you know, my skill set. So I'm, I'm really excited about that next chapter in my career. And, you know, it's going to be an exciting uh, adventure there at Andretti. Marcus Erickson, good luck on your final race coming up here with Chip Ganassi Racing, and good luck in your new career with Andretti Autosport. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or... For household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. 
Hey, everybody, this is Joseph Newgarden, winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Team Penske driver Scott McLaughlin finished ninth at Portland and is fifth in the standings. But with one race remaining, he is just 22 points away from a third-place finish in the championship standings in next Sunday's season finale at Monterey, California. Here is a quick interview I did with Scott McLaughlin for Pit Pass Indy. Scott McLaughlin, as a fellow competitor, when you see a guy like Alex Plo have the type of season he has, I guess when it's your year, it's your year. Yeah, I look full props to him and his team. Alex has been class of the field this year. It's been hard to stop, and he's just been dominant. Uh, unreal season, so big props to him. He deserves it. Um, and shout out to Barry Wanza, too. I know he's going through some stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, for us on the Freightline Chevy today, uh, it wasn't our greatest day. I don't think we are that slow, just started on the wrong tyre. But from a Team Penske standpoint, this is always a big race for you because you're wearing the Freightliner colors and there's a lot of Freightliner employees out here because it's their North American headquarters. So how important is that? Yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah, it's, it's our home. Um, no, unfortunately, we uh, didn't perform like we did last year, but, uh, you know, went out and saw Daimler this, this weekend and, and they were all very happy. Had a lot of people out here supporting us. That's all you can ask from partners. And, um, yeah, just really proud of the effort from our crew. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the win this year, but um, maybe we can just go one on, one off every year from now on. <laughs> and wrapping up uh, next season, next week at Monterey, I guess everybody can just go out there and just race for the victory. I mean, we always do that, but I think it's going to be a little bit different now. I think I guess you can be a bit more risky, but guys like myself and that are trying to, you know, want to solidify ourselves in the top t top five of the championship, top three. You know, there's still some plenty of things on offer. Um, you know, 22 back on my on my teammate Joseph, and uh, ultimately I want to be top three in the championship. So I'll be trying to beat uh, the two in the uh, five. Scott McLaughlin, good luck. Thank you, Bruce. Welcome back to this special championship edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Gavin Ward is the racing director at Arrow McLaren. The team is expected to announce David Malukas as its driver later this week at Monterey, California. Although Ward will not confirm, Pit Pass Indy talked to Ward about how the third ride on the team has become coveted now that Alex Pelot informed the team last month that he will not be joining McLaren in 2024. Ward joins me to talk about this and other topics in this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. What's it like to have a ride that so many people are interested in? Yeah, I mean, honestly, at the, at the end of the day, like I can't comment too much about that car with the with the legal process that's going on. So, you know, yeah, we've had a lot of people reach out, but um, we'll do what's best for the team. And of the candidates that are on there, I guess you'd have to say it's an A-list group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, as I said, can't really count, comment too much on that right now, unfortunately. When you look at this season, there was a lot of high hopes that there was going to be an Errol McLaren takeover of IndyCar. Pat, every race he's been in, he's been a contender, haven't been able to close him out. What would you say has been the one thing that's been missing from a team standpoint of getting victories this year? 
I mean, to be honest, we went into the year and we weren't so focused on victories. It's obviously everybody's focused on it now, but, uh, you know, the key to the, to historically, the key to this championship is consistent top fives, you know, top sixes. So uh, we had a little wobble there with a couple bad results. The Pato, that's that's really why we're not sitting as the the, the top Chevy in the in the field right now. And, you know, we uh, we still think that's achievable. All in all, though, would you say from a racecraft point of view that this team's really improved itself? Yeah, I mean, if you look at years previous where people have pointed at the hot, cold, inconsistent nature of the team, I think we brought brought cars that are capable of fighting for the win in every race weekend. Now, are, are we happy with where we sit? Absolutely not, you know. But I think you also can't be, um, you know, naive to, to the challenge of trying to trying to overtake the uh, the Penske Ganassi domi- domination that this series has had for, you know, a decade plus. Um, but you know what? We think we're in a good place to do that. We're, we're just focused on getting better. We know we need to improve pit stops. We know we need to improve execution on race day. We know we need to find a little more speed in these cars. And you know what? We're looking everywhere. And uh, we, think we'll, we, we, think, we think we can do it. You're better at math than I am, but what is his uh, pato ceiling as far as championship points this year? Yeah, you know, I think we know we can see third place is, is very achievable, you know, I think. Uh, but our, our focus is just to maximize these next two race weekends and what will be will be. I think Pato's had a great mindset um, really in the second half of this year. You know, we just came, we, we had a little bit of a you know, might call it a reset post Detroit and thought about, you know what, we're just going to approach each race weekend in isolation and try and get the most out of it. And uh, I think that's worked pretty well. You know, it's frustrating not to have a win. We'd love to have, but we could easily, you know, that's the nature of this sport. Like some things are outside your control. We could be sitting here with four wins and a 500 and everybody have singing a different tune. But at the end of the day, we got, you know, Pato's got more podiums finishes this year already than he had, like, almost double what he had last year. So you could feel bad about it or not. But You'll be back in the current shop in 2024. Then I believe you you get a chance to move to the new shop in 2025. I asked you this at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in August about being in such a cramped facility and how much that's kind of held you back to a degree. But to have one more year there, are you going to be maybe leasing other space for uh, to get since you're going to be an up and running three team full-time car shop with kyle larson joining for the indy 500 oh you know i think we're still capable like there's a lot that we can do in the facilities we're at right now do you know we know we need we know we're at a a deficit on a on infrastructure this side of the pond compared to the teams we're, we're fighting but we we know there's a heck of a lot we can get done in the building we're in right now looking forward to an off season uh, that's not focused on uh, a lot of expansion and is focused on really honing our processes um, and working on our race cars so I think that's that's where we can make a big leap and then you know we we got the long-term plan and long-term ambitions and we're putting the puzzle pieces together for that too so that's it's an exciting time how much fun is it for you to work with Kyle Larson oh it's a dream come true I mean you want when you a kid, when you grow up uh, as, a, as a kid, it is like all loved all kinds of motor racing, um, and I always had a kick. You know, I, I loved drivers that raced in a bunch of different formats and it, and it, and performed a lot of different kind of styles of racing. So you know, there's nobody right now 
that's uh, doing a better job of that than Kyle Larson. So, yeah, it's it's a kick for sure. I'm really excited to to start really getting uh, getting on track with them and getting getting them up to speed. And he gets to be on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in October. What's the date? 11th of October. Uh, we'll get him in for ROP at the Speedway. Um, yeah, no, I can't wait. It'll be fun to get him out there. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. Mike Hall is the managing director of Chip Ganassi Racing and plays a valuable role in overseeing all racing operations at the elite team. Chip Ganassi Racing was already assured of winning the 2023 championship even before last Sunday's race began because the only two drivers left in contention both drive for that operation. Here is an exclusive interview I had with Hall from last Saturday before Alex Pillow wrapped up the season championship the next day to talk about the great season for Chip Ganassi Racing. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Mike Hall, Managing Director of Chip Ganassi Racing. Mike, it's got to be a great feeling to go into the last two races of the season knowing that the team has already won the 2023 IndyCar Series Championship. It's just a matter of which driver will be the champion. I think it's terrific for the team. Uh, it's, a, it's certainly validation and a testament to how hard they work. And when what you've asked your question the reference for your question crosses over with the reality of winning a championship with either Alex Pillow or Scott Dixon I think it's fantastic for Chip Ganassi Racing. We've seen all year how great a season Alex Pillow has had you call the race strategy on the timing stand for Scott Dixon a position you've held for a very long time he's come on very strong at the end of the season which has kind of been a, a Scott Dixon hallmark throughout his career. As the season winds down, he gets better. Do you see that as being the big reason this year why the only two drivers that can win the championship are with Chip Ganassi Racing? Well, I think there's other there's other drivers who have proven that they could win the championship. Uh, and IndyCar has proven that uh, the competitive nature allows that to happen. Um, I, I think what it is, Bruce, is we've lived in this movie for quite a while. And what you, ha you have to work extremely hard as the season goes on uh, to, to be prepared to do these back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back weekends with talent in your car and with talent working on your car and an owner who is totally committed to the series the way the chip is. When you add all those things together, you give drivers like Scott and Alex and Marcus Erickson, for that matter, this year has been in it this year. I, I, I think that's what happens. And... Uh, uh, it's terrific to be in this position, and we've been in this position at, for the very last race of the year, too. So maybe this is a lunar eclipse year when it comes to that, but uh, we're happy to be in this position. Scott Dixon has been a generational talent. He's one of IndyCar's all-time greatest drivers. With 55 career victories and six NTT IndyCar Series championships, but a lot of people believe Alex Polo is also a generational talent that's going to be a star for the next 20 years. And is that one reason why he is so valuable to this operation? I think drivers like Alex represent Chip Ganassi Racing and always have. Uh, you, can, you, you can look at the, 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 uh, the things you've written over the years, Bruce, about Chip Ganassi Racing reflects all of those drivers and represents how well they represent uh, the team and themselves in the process of winning. Um, Scott Dixon is truly an example of where Alex Pillow 
uh, is today. That's where Scott Dixon was at, Al at Alex's age and with the team and so on. If Alex chooses to stay with us for a long period of time, he very well could break every, every, every record that Scott Dixon has set. Uh, because what Scott Dixon has proven is loyalty with a good team helps you win races. And let's face it, when you and I were growing up in motor racing, we watched Rick Mears do that with Roger Penske. He stuck with one owner his entire career, and look what happened with him. And look, look how special he was and uh, uh, how well they supported each other. So I, I think that that's really what we're talking about. Last year when Alex was involved with the controversy involving himself with McLaren, with Chip Ganassi Racing, Chip never gave up on him. And in a lot of ways, I think that his perseverance was going to pay off. Certainly is paying off this season. How valuable is it to have that perseverance when you see a guy that's as good as Alex to where it's like, you're on the team and we're going to have you race for us? I think that's what we do in motor racing. I think that's, that's a reflection of, of the fact that we don't give up on each other. Uh, and we support each other and we give each other what we need uh, in, in this uh, fraternal order uh, to create the foundation to win. Um, and I think you see that up and down the IndyCar uh, paddock here. Uh, you see it on all teams. Uh, you don't give up. You, put, you push hard for each other and you support each other. And that's what Chip did with Alex. Now, of course, you have a very close relationship with Scott Dixon. You call his race strategy. He's 74 points out with two races to go. So the numbers aren't exactly in his favor. It can be done. But should he fall short, I believe the feeling that I get from him is he's happy with the way the season has gone and believes Alex is a very fitting champion with the season that he's had. I think uh, you've talked to, talked to the Scott Dixon that I don't know. Uh, I, I think he's not happy with the the fact that he isn't closer to Alex at the end or that he isn't leading the championship. And that for me is uh, uh, how we all feel. You know, we, we want all any one of our four, or in this case this year, five drivers to, uh, to be leading at the end of the year. That's what we work to do as a team. And we have two goals on this team, the Indianapolis 500 winning that race and winning the IndyCar championship. So, you know, we, we didn't, we, we were the first runner-up at Indy this year. Everybody will remember that Joseph Norgarden won the race. And uh, so now we have the championship uh, in sight. And uh, hopefully IndyCar has enough hats uh, in the podium area. The race at Gateway, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, was that the perfect execution of how to run a race strategy race with fuel saving going three pit stops where everybody else in the top 10 had to do at least five pit stops. Well, I think probably people don't realize how that was done. Um, Scott ran 62 laps on black tires at the very beginning and then we put red tires on and he was the only, he ran 61 laps on a set of reds. We didn't know, Bruce, if that strategy that we're talking about was actually going to work until he ran 60 laps on that set of red tires. If he would have run 40 laps on reds like everybody else did, it would not have worked. Yeah. But he gutted it out on those tires for the last 20 laps, and believe me, on the radio with him, he was not happy. Uh, now, in terms of fuel saving, 
That race is a very processional race. So what you have to do is work backwards in that race to, wh to where you start and what you do. Uh, in this case, red tires for the first time, cha they changed or allowed us to be able to do what we did. IndyCar thought it was going to be more competitive to have red tires. In actual fact, it for us it was. Uh, now, I don't know about every, how everybody else feels about it after that race. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to touch on this season is, in a lot of ways, Howdy Holmes has been part of the team. He's been on the timing stand. I believe he's one of the sponsors of the team. And Howdy was a very popular driver in the 1980s. And, and uh, I'm sure you got some good Howdy Holmes stories to tell. But the man is still a character, and Chip loves to have him around. And how cool has it been to have Howdy Holmes around for this championship effort? What I like is Chip's uh, enthusiasm to have people like Howdy uh, be with us. Um, and uh, what, what Howdy is living today is IndyCar racing today from the eyes of somebody that was very successful in IndyCar many, many years ago. And uh, I've known Howdy for a long, long time and respect him. And you know what? Uh, it's great to be able to go to the grocery store and buy Jiffy Mix corn cornmeal muffins. But uh, um, it, it's fantastic to have people like Howdy be part of our program. And how did the situation with Howdy begin for the team? Um, we've been friends with Howdy for a long, long time. And he came to... Uh, the Speedway, I think, is this year. Well, he, he comes to races every year, and we met him at the Speedway. And uh, he wanted to participate with the team in the way he's doing it now. And um, we didn't ring his doorbell or cold call him. He just said he wanted to help. And so it's great that he is. And just to kind of see the renewed enthusiasm that he brings to the team, it is pretty cool because... I mean, this is a guy that ran when Rick Mears was still young, and here he is. Uh, still looks like he's in great shape, like he could fit a race car today, but he always was a little on the small side. But to just see that enthusiasm that Howdy Holmes brings to the operation. Yeah, I think he's always, he's always had that enthusiasm. Heck, he raced against K.K. Rosberg and Jill Villeneuve in the Atlantic Series, so think about that. Uh, it's um, wonderful to have him. But wrapping up here with Mike Hall, the managing director at Chip Ganassi Racing, what was the feeling like after the gateway race to where the team knew we won the championship? It's a matter of which driver is going to be the champion. You know, one of your counterparts in your peer group asked me that question uh, the week after, and I said, uh, one word, exhale. Uh, and, and I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief that what they'd worked so hard to accomplish had come to pass. Uh, and... Uh, what we do at Chip Ganassi Racing is we truly do work on today. We try to get the most out of each other uh, on and off the racetrack, and we try to improve each day. And uh, if, if each team member can look in the mirror and know that they did that, then the results that we have shown this year come to fruition. By call, Managing Director, Chip Ganassi Racing. Congratulations on one of your drivers winning the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Good luck the final two races of the season. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Good to see you, Bruce. Thank you, and thank you for what you do for IndyCar. Earlier in the show, we heard from team owner Chip Ganassi after Alex Pillow won the championship. Here is an exclusive interview I had with Ganassi one day before the championship clincher for Pit Pass Indy. 
Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the 2023 IndyCar Series Championship team owner, Chip Ganassi. The big question now, though, is which driver is the champion, Alex Pillow or Scott Dixon? We'll determine that in the final two races of the season. But how cool is it from a standpoint? This is historic to have a championship wrapped up before the with two races to go. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, Bruce. You know, it's a real testament to the team. You know, Mike Hall and, uh, you know, his group of people under him. And uh, just, you know, it's just, it's a testament to a lot of hard work by a lot of great people. My hat's off to them. Alex has had a tremendous year from start to finish. Hasn't had a bad race all year that I can think of. And then you look at Scott Dixon, who's come on strong at the end of the year. It's a pretty good combination of the way that they've done it. But have you had situations like that in the past? I guess you can go back to some of the Dario Scott Dixon championship battles where we've seen two drivers with a similar situation like that. Yeah, twice before we've finished 1-2 in the championship, so hopefully we can do that. I think it was 98 and 2009, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it's been a while, but uh, we can do it. You know, we can, uh, we can, we can, we can, you know, we're, we're certainly capable, and uh, that's what we're trying to do right now. We've all known that Scott Dixon's a generational talent, one of the greatest drivers in IndyCar Series history. Alex Polo looks like he's a generational talent, a guy who 20 years from now can be just as good as he is today. Is that one of the biggest reasons why you've been such a supporter of Alex and keeping him on the team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the guy the guy has shown he he has the talent, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's been under contract to us for three years and uh, probably for three more or so. Have you seen a season like he's had where, as I said earlier, I cannot think of any bad races that he's had? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we've seen seasons like that before, but, it, you know, it takes the right driver, it takes the right people working on the car, it takes the right people engineering the cars, the right people calling the races. You know, it's a, it's a team effort, and I think Alex and, you know, and, and Scott – Marcus Armstrong, Marcus Erickson, they'll be the first guys to tell you it's a total team effort, you know. And looking ahead of the future, you've signed Linus Lundquist beginning next season to a multi-year contract. Uh, how important is Linus to the operation? Well, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? You know, I mean, he hasn't been in a race car yet, so, uh, you know, we just, you know, but obviously he's uh, shown well in, in, in some different, you know, cars he's been in, and uh, obviously the Indy Lights champion, and had some great seasons in uh, uh, some of the other, you know, series leading up to that. So we're 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 pretty uh, we're pretty excited for Linus. And another fun thing about this season is you've been able to share a lot of these great moments with Howdy Holmes as part of the team. Howdy sits up next to you on the timing stand. He uh, Jiffy Mix is one of your sponsors. How cool has it been to have Howdy as part of the team? Well, pretty special. It's, it, it, it's, it's special is what it is. I mean, Howdy and I go back. We used to race against each other, and, you know, we were friends back in the day when we were driving back in the uh, early mid-'80s or whatever there. And uh, so it's, it's really special to have him uh, have him on the team. And, uh, you know, he, he still gets to enjoy IndyCar racing, and uh, we get to enjoy having him around. How did the team relationship develop with him? Yeah, just, uh, you know, he, he came to Long Beach one day and we were talking and, uh, you know, he, 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 he said, you know, they'd like to put his name on the car. I said, great. And, uh, what a, you know, what, what, what team owner doesn't want to hear that? 
And the thing is, here's an old veteran driver that raced back in the 70s and 80s, and he still has the enthusiasm that he did back when he was racing, which made him one of the most popular drivers in IndyCar and kart back then. Is it kind of cool to see him have this kind of renewed enthusiasm for racing again? Well, and, and, well it is. It is. It, it's, it's great. But, but more importantly, he's got a lot of game in him yet. He knows what's going on and uh, has some good, good things to add from time to time. Well, Chip Ganassi, congratulations on clinching the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Good luck over the final two races, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. We heard from Michael Guerra earlier in the show after Alex Pillow won the championship on September 3rd. Here is a more in-depth interview with the man who took over as Barry Wanzer recovers from a health issue on this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Michael Guerra, to be able to come in, you've got a driver that's 74 points up in the championship, but it's not the driver you've been working with all year. How difficult is that to have race strategy and to be able to be in his ear on the radio relaying what Julian Robertson comes up with for race strategy? And because of that, how important is the practice sessions here at Portland going to be to develop that with Alex Pelot? Yeah, uh, you know, first of all, uh, I'm just trying to fill in and not, not screw up. You know, this team, CGR as a whole, is super strong, obviously. And... Um, the 10 car in particular is, uh, is, is a super strong car, you know, uh, with Julian, with Brian, uh, with, with all the support there, uh, it, it's, it's a well-oiled machine and I'm just trying to be a, a small part of it to help uh, bring the championship home for the team. So every driver needs a little bit something different on the radio. Uh, learn that from, you know, IndyCar experience and IMSA experience, IMSA especially running two or three drivers on in one car on a race weekend. So. We'll spend the first couple of sessions just learning exactly what Alex needs, um, uh, what info he needs. Um, but uh, with the support with Brian and Julian on the stand uh, and with Alex's demeanor, uh, he's so easy to work with. Uh, it, hopefully um, I can just tell him the things he needs to, to go finish this championship. And at Chip Ganassi Racing, are the pieces on each team, although we've had guys that are with each driver that have been there for a very long time, but are the pieces fairly interchangeable because of the team concept? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, the procedures are the same across the board. Uh, that helps when we add a car or when we have a new driver, they sort of know how we operate. Um, each car has its own nuance and again what what the driver what info the driver wants how often he wants to be spoken to uh so i had just have to tweak a little bit um you know the way i uh uh call strategy and i'm on the radio for exactly what alex wants is the demeanor similar between marcus erickson who you've worked with throughout your career and alex Palo? uh i would say so they're both super calm on the radio um you know, sometimes the driver just wants to hop in the car and not be told much. Some drivers want some contact uh, from the from the stand every lap. Um, sometimes drivers want intervals, you know, who's ahead and behind. Uh, and sometimes the drivers just want to, you know, silence so they can, can focus. So uh, I think their demeanor in the car is very similar. Um, uh, I just have to learn. Uh, it, it's simple things like counting him down into the box. Does he want a 5-4-3-2-1? Does he want to know what car he's got to come around to get in the box. It's simple things like that, but could make a big difference in the race when things are so tight. 
And even though Barry Wanzer won't be at the final two races of the year, has he been sending text messages or emails to help communicate a little bit of, you know, help maybe answer some of your questions? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been on the 10 stand uh, since the beginning of time almost. So um, we had a good meeting the other day with Alex, with Ricky, the crew chief, uh, with uh, Brian and Julian that, that are also on the stand. Um, uh, just to talk about procedures and how things uh, specifically are done on the 10 car. So hopefully for Alex, it will be a very small blip and, and he can just focus on what he needs to. And uh, next year, you'll get a chance to work with Linus Lundquist. He was announced as the driver for Chip Ganassi Racing, just signed earlier this week. How exciting is that going to be for the operation to get a kid with his talent? Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. You know, I think uh, you think of the old days of Chip Ganassi Racing in the mid-late 90s. Uh, Chip had a, uh, a knack for, for finding these young drivers and, and bringing up through the system and, and winning races and championships with them. Obviously, Linus is uh, not a stranger to the paddock. Uh, but I'm super happy that we can, that we got him secured and, and are hopefully able to bring him up through our system and, and win races and championships with him like we have the rest of these guys. Entering the race at Portland, there are only two drivers eligible to win the championship, and they're both driving for Chip Ganassi Racing. So how great of an accomplishment is that for the team? Yeah, uh, amazing accomplishment. Um, you know, I'm just happy to, to be a, a very small part of it, but uh, it just highlights our one team, you know, a philosophy that we've we've tried to do for, for years and years here. You uh, play a very big part of it with Chip Ganassi Racing. Mike O'Gara, good luck. Final two races of the year, bringing Alex Palau home as the champion. And if he doesn't win, it'll be a Chip Ganassi Racing driver named Scott Dixon that wins it for a record-tying seventh time. But good luck, congratulations, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. And that puts a checkered flag on this championship edition of Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental. We want to thank our guest, 2023 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Pelot of Chip Ganassi Racing, team owner Chip Ganassi, Mike O'Gara, team manager of Chip Ganassi Racing, Scott Dixon and Marcus Erickson of Chip Ganassi Racing, and Mike Hall, managing director of Chip Ganassi Racing. Also, Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske and Gavin Ward, Racing Director of Arrow McLaren, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin. One word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.